You are listening to Back and Forth, a ping-pong chat about logistics. Brought to you by TGL, Think Global Logistics. We're hearing from a lot of our members uh, and you hear about the great resignation. Yeah. A lot of people, unfortunately, are resigning from yeah. the industry because it is hard. Yep. And it's harder now than what it ever has been, you know, trying to get space on vessels, yeah. trying yeah. to explain why you can't yeah. at times to your customers. And it's a really, really tough job yeah. that you've got. And some people are just thinking, why am I putting myself through it? Yeah. So um, we've got to continually innovate and we've got to make it a more attractive and a better place to work. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head in terms of, you know, what goes on moving a container from A to B. Mm. It, you know, you're dealing with a lot of people. Mm. And one of the hardest things in any company or any industry the biggest challenge is dealing with people mm. and with supply chain, so many sets of hands and there yeah. may be so many things that can go wrong. Mm. So for the operator there pulling the lever, it mm. takes a lot of hard work. Mm. But how we have sold our service as an industry, we have failed our, the very people who's servicing it mm. because they, they're not treated as a professional, yeah. right? The messaging hasn't been strong enough to say we are a profession. You know, we've commoditized every single yeah. segment you know, yeah. I recall back in the days when you were a customs broker, rightly mm. so, that was a prestigious role. Yeah. You know, you were getting paid, you know, back in the days by the customer, a lot more money to clear a shipment yeah. than it is today. Yeah. The constant downward pressure, and I dare I say, I don't, and I don't want to be bashing any sector, but, you know, yeah. by the multinationals, they bastardized the yeah. entire service as it is customs clearance, yeah. right? Because they rolled it in and it's like, do you want fries with it? As opposed to this is a fundamental important part of Import-export, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, like if, if really, we're on the same page with this for sure. Um, one of my real frustrations, and, and we're still working really hard, it's to try and increase that perception of the professionalism of yeah. the sector as well. Yeah. Um, because like you said, it is such a competitive environment yeah. that pricing and I don't want to be – I don't want the ACCC to see this and think that I'm trying to uh, collude to get prices up. This is a casual chat, guys, a casual um, chat. But the, the, sector, the sector needs to be able to provide a professional service fee for a professional service. So long, the whole sector – and that's including a lot of our members as well – they're making a buck, but they're making it out of surcharges and other add-ons, yeah. um, not out of a professional service fee. Yeah. As you said, to try and lift a customs broker fee yeah. uh, beyond a certain amount almost, you know, reaches gets scrutiny. But yeah. if you can get that same amount through some artificial surcharge, somehow it seems to be accepted. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a situation now with the stevedores, yeah. you know, where they implement these terminal access charges. Yeah. They... And you can see from ACCC reports, they're charging less to the shipping line yeah. and they're making up that revenue by putting a terminal access charge on the transport operator. And you look at their net result, they're not really profiteering out of it. Yeah. They're just making money off a third party through a surcharge that the payer has no influence over the service or price. And then that gets passed down and cascades through the supply yeah. chain. Yeah. To me... And what we're one of the things we're advocating for is we say, look, the stevedores, like everyone else, needs to be profitable. Yes. But enforce them to charge their commercial client, the yeah. shipping line. Yeah. If the shipping line then can't absorb those costs, then they pass it on in negotiations with the freight forwarder, right. the importer, the exporter. Right. But 
as it is now, everyone's making a buck, but not through the right channels. That's right. And we're seeing it now with LCL depots as well and others. It's um, I don't know how we can turn that around, but it would be in a perfect world, we'd be in an environment where everyone would be comfortable to charge a professional service fee to their commercial client and that would be you know seen as being acceptable. Well, I see this as a systemic issue of generally the industry being very short-sighted, mm. right? We constantly... We are our own worst enemy, right? Mm. Like, let's go back to the clearance subject, right? Mm. Whatever it is, hundred bucks, hundred fifty dollars, mm. right? Mm. And the border force now needs to go, you know, enforce compliance. Yeah. You know, things are just not done like the how it's used to be. Mm. Well, no wonder mm. when you can't compensate the broker for to do a proper job, and you you know literally charging peanuts. Yeah. What kind of work do you actually really stick in return? Right. Now, if the brokers if they were able to get more revenue for that profession or be recognised as such and be rewarded as such, I can assure you there'll be a lot less compliance issues. Yeah. That's saving the Australian border force uh, dramas as well. Yeah. You know, so like anything, you know, if, oh. if, you, if, you, if you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys. Well, <laughs> you take that to the other extreme. I, I would say the level of um, compliance on imports is still pretty good, mm. um, you know, with the the professionalism that we've got with the broker community in general is 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 you know is very impressive, especially right. when you compare it to other parts of the world. Right. Where it's lacking is on exports. Right. Um, now, again, uh, export declarations uh, are thrown in quite often for free or very little charge for for it, and and the quality of the work there yeah. reflects that fee. Right. Now, you start talking about potentially things that have been talked about, the World Customs Organisation of one country's export data could be another country's import data. Yes. Well, if I was another country, I wouldn't want to rely on Australia's export data. Why well, do you think that is? Well, again, it's the lack of compliance by the government agencies over time. They've never really focused on export declarations. And because of that, I think the industry gets sloppy and yeah. it goes down to the lowest common denominator. Right. Um, now, even if the Australian Border Force or the government wanted to turn that around, they couldn't do it overnight. Yeah. It would need a, a focus of time to um, allow enough people to get trained yes. to, the, to the level of, say, a customs broker on imports yes. to be able to do the export work. And we couldn't do that overnight even if we tried. Yeah. But it's, again, something that probably should happen and yeah. should happen or start the plan now and make it happen in the years to come. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, um, again, this is being just having the foresight and just having that planning process. And, and I keep on saying this, our industry has been very poor mm. because there's a lot of us, mm. right? And I always say to my folks um, during the training sessions is that there's a, the, the only reason why within any industry there's a lot of competitors, it's because there's no one in it that's really doing a great job. Mm. Because if the, yeah, So if you've got someone who's in an industry who's doing a great job, that will be keeping the competition away. Mm. You know, for example, when Apple first launched the, app, the iPhone, for many mm. years, nobody can come close. Yeah. But if you look at the freight industry, you know, freight mm. forwarding, just, just, just freight forwarding, which is a small sector in the entire logistics and mm. which is part of the, the wider supply chain, there's a thousand of us in New South yeah. Wales alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we, we all know the big guys and we all know their names, mm. but then there is just so many of us. So we ask, well, no one's really doing that well good of a job where there's room for all these competitors. Yeah. Sure, there's a lot of fly-by nights and what have you, but the principle remains true.
Need help with your next shipment? Feel free to visit our website at www.tgl.co to book an obligation-free consultation. You can also check out the video for this episode on our YouTube channel, and while you're at it, add us on Instagram at tgl underscore global or LinkedIn and Facebook by searching Think Global Logistics. Thank you for listening.